Welcome back to Well-Rounded. This is your host, Matt Choplin, joined again by my co-host, Matt Hoschel. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Mr. Matt. How's your week going? It's going great, and it just got better because we are joined by our most famous guest so far, the one and only Cody Donlap, Cody Thrive, CTG99. Cody, what's going on? Dude, I was, I was trying not to laugh when you were... When you said most famous guest, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. But it's an honor to be here. I think that I really believe one day this show is going to be massive. And uh, pun intended, right? And <laughs> I'm going to be able to be, I'm going to be able to brag about being one of the first guests. Donnie, that's why we're happy to have you here, man. I love the energy. I love the positive reinforcement. That's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. I'm one of, I'm one of y'all's biggest fans. I don't know. Who else is out there listening? I know a lot of people are. I don't know how passionate they are about the show, but uh, you got—if you're listening to this right now, drop a five-star review. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a natural. He's I already a natural. did mine. I already dropped mine. I don't know if it uploaded yet or what, but yeah, it did. It did. Okay, sweet. You saw that go through. We appreciate that, man. We appreciate the love and the effort there. So yeah, so we know Cody from uh, high school. I think. Cody, you and Hasho knew each other even before that because y'all went to like middle school and everything together, right? No, no. So remember, I um, I was homeschooled. Don't you remember? Oh yeah, yeah. But you I played did baseball. One, I took that one year off from school. Um, yeah. yeah. So I did eighth grade homeschool. Really, not really doing much. Not. I mean, like when you're homeschooled, you're not really going through the. You're not going through the grind that the average Don't say. eighth grade student you know, <laughs> at your fucking house. Like, how? Come on, bro. It's, it's like when you work from home. It's like, I mean, I'm working, but am I really working? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I met everyone pretty much in high school. Well, no, because you play play baseball a little bit. Yeah, we play baseball a little bit together before high school, but pretty much mm-hmm. 13, 14, 15 years old, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So we all knew each other. We all played uh, ball together there, Johnson. Um, CTG's Damn, bro. Big, that's his big moment. That's CTG's emotional. Moment that was a big moment, yeah. And it's amazing. Like, um, I pulled up that article recently. I pulled it up from time to time, you know. Got to look back. <laughs> Don't lie. You're a once a day guy. I can <laughs> every day. <laughs> well, I got bigger things to pull up now, but I Google. I'm the type of dude. I'm the type of dude that'll Google his own name. You know, um, but that doesn't quite surprise me, Donnie. I gotta say. Okay, but <laughs> Choppa, what he did in that series, he threw so many fucking pitches. As a young, a young 18 year old pitcher. It's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, I hope I hope y'all enjoyed that because uh, I mean, if, if it wasn't for that series, I'd probably be in the MLB right now. But I, I, I just laid it out on the on the line. For my- you gave us everything you so, had. So, do you really think? Do you really think that that is that really? No, okay. I know you yeah, don't think no, you're I- going to go to the MLB, but like <laughs> I was wondering if you did damage because it was definitely not healthy. And like you did the same thing the next week, the next weekend too. It's interesting, man. I mean, you got to go all out when you're trying to win. It's crazy because, like, we were fortunate to be able to be on a team that was good enough to where we could compete for a state championship. Like, we literally had a chance. Like, it wasn't like we had a 0% chance like so many other schools. Yeah. That, that's what makes it so disappointing when you believe that you, like, actually had a fucking chance. And then yeah, and then the, and then and the way some, that we lose. And then some <laughs> jackass. Some jackass runs into his third base coach. <laughs> hey man, you're really bringing yeah, me down, Donnie. Like I was that, I was in yeah. a good place. And that, was, that, was the fir- that was the first first time, and probably the only time since then that I've actually seen Hoshel cry. And that was that was when I started getting. Oh, I, I didn't cry, no. dude. I cried, but that so was much. Damn. I remember I remember seeing Hoshel start crying, and I was like, oh man. I literally like got this big lump in my throat, and I just turned away from everybody. I'm like, all right, I can't cry. Pull on my heartstrings. So that's enough, dude. I okay. So when you said that, it reminded me. Um, Choppa, you gave me a hug, and I was like so thankful for it because I was so sad and pissed off at once, you know. And I was like, "Fuck, just hug, just hug it out." And like, I mean, 
I've never really gotten over that still, but it is what it is, you know? Fuck it. What did, hey, what did we see? What did we see when we were on the bus? We all had pizza, and I don't know what it was through the window, but we all just started fucking cracking up. And from then on, the rest of the bus ride was fucking cake. Chocolate. Yeah. Remember was, what yeah. happened? I don't. It was something that, yeah, there was like a bus stop or something. It was like, like it was a homeless person doing some homeless person shit. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like dancing. It was like some crack hit or something. I don't know what it was. I don't know what brought us out of it, but that was a game changer because we were, we were all being a bunch of bitches. Like, we all had our, our large pizzas from Pizza Hut. <laughs> Just ate them the whole way home. Sitting there like pouting, <laughs> eating. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking killed me. But uh, but yeah, so Cody got his big, he, he kind of started his own stardom back with the CTG 99 trick shots. You were, were you, uh, that was back when Dude Perfect was a thing, right? Is that where you got your inspiration for that? No, I didn't. Um, I uploaded it just because I found a like a camera, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. I can make a YouTube video." And I was like, "What should I do?" And then we shoot, shot hoops at the park, so we're like, "Oh, we'll just shoot and like make a make clips of just making shots over and over." And then I uploaded it, and then I found Dude Perfect videos, and I was like, "Oh shit, they already did this. They have two videos." And then I kind of tried to compete with them, but didn't really. Yeah, they blew, they blew up and I didn't blow up, but no. But I mean, you made it, you took you made a it swing. on Sports Nation. Yeah, you fucking that, did. That's right. I took a swing. That was good. That's true fact. And then getting on ESPN. That's the first time I got on national TV. Actually, Donnie, do you have a favorite trick shot? Do you remember any? Do you remember one specifically? Yeah, actually, I do. All <laughs> which right. is which I didn't. I didn't even know I did, but when you asked me that question, one popped to my mind like clearly. So it's actually it's actually the one um, on my Instagram. If you don't follow me at Cody Thrive, it is the one you'll see in the thumbnail. Michelle Beadle and Colin Cowherd. They're younger because it was about ten years ago, I guess. It's the one I make the third shot in that clip uh, over the head. I guess you would call it like over the head. Um, Tejeda, so Tejeda Middle School where the dumpsters are. I shot, I cre- I created the angles with the shot. I put my hoop in a certain spot where I could go over the heads, like as far as I could. It goes off the group. Actually, you know what I was doing, guys? I was trying to make it straight in and it hit, it went ground off the school and then back behind the hoop and in. And then I was like, holy shit, no way. Um, so that's, it took me like hours to make that shot. Probably like four or five hours. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. that. Yeah, that was a pretty good shot. I remember, I remember that. <laughs> you remember watching? I, I, yeah, I remember watching that, being like, "Man, that, I remember thinking that like that had to have taken a, a shit ton of time just to do it." So Dunlap. Long. I remember one time we went to that Encino Park basketball court. It was like me, you, Cessna, Steer, Nick Valdez, and we tried to do trick shots. We were out there for like four and a half hours, and we couldn't make shit. We just gave up. You know, you have those days. You know, you have a day where like you make the first one. And you're so motivated and you get pumped and then you have days where like it takes hours and those days were when all my friends would go home and then I'd just shoot by myself because I'm such a psycho. I would just keep shooting by myself. And the reason that shot that I named was number one on my list is because that was one of those days like I was with like um, my friend Mitch and I think Mitch and Larry probably and they bounced and I sat there for like a couple more hours alone. So I'd shoot, go get the ball reset shoot again and then when it went in it was like i was fucking pumped <laughs> the one i most remember with you dunlap is I, yeah we were at the uh the encino park like whatever the park there and you had thrown it like clear across the entire court and i didn't think you were gonna make it so i just shot like a like a half court shot basically just out of, it was just like random. It wasn't planned or anything, and you just threw it clear across court, and I like shot it, and then you made it. And right when I shot it, you go, "No, don't shoot," because you were like, you knew you were gonna make it. And then we both ended up making, it, and it was just pure dumb luck that we did that. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that was what I remember. That's hilarious, dude. I would have never thought of that until you say that. Like, that's nuts. I know exactly what you're saying. That's so funny, man. What the hell? But uh, but yeah, and then. Oh, no, my bad. Chop, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Ash. Go ahead. So, Dunny, you mentioned that that was your first time on national TV. Uh, I mean, that's got that. That's too easy of a lead. That was not your last time on national TV. Yeah, it wasn't. My second time, I think second time. 
Stranded with a million dollars. Let's go. The birth of Cody Thrive and the Thrive era. Out of the jungle. Cody Thrive walk away victorious. Oh yeah, hundred twenty-four thousand dollars. And I, what I always say about the money is like money earned is sweet, but money won is sweeter. Amen. It's a good. It's a good feeling um, when you win that shit. You're just like, holy shit. I mean, such a crazy thing. So yeah, so what happened was um, after I didn't, I didn't get to play college baseball and I really wanted to, and I would go to like the college baseball games at my school and see people play. And I knew people that got to play in college that I felt like I was just as good as or better than like, I mean, come on, you just walked off the 13th overall pick in the MLB draft. Like you should be able to play at some fucking junior college, right? But I didn't get to. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I want to win something in life. I love reality TV shows. So I started like between college classes. I would just consume how to get on reality TV podcasts. And I just, I would set my, like, I would read books out loud in front of the mirror. I would set the cameras up and talk into the camera and just like tell stories into the camera until I got more natural at it. Because that's the interview process to get on a show, like Skype interviews where you're on camera. And I almost got on. Do y'all know Are You the One? I do know what that is. Actually, my uh, one of my college roommates used to watch that. Oh shit! Not I thought too much blast, but I shit you not, he used to watch it. His girlfriend got him onto it. That's fucking funny. I thought you were gonna say he was on it. I was like, who is it? Um, no, no I, <laughs> I almost got on season three of that show, which would have been interesting. But luckily I didn't, man, because Stranded was like right in my wheelhouse, um, especially after like the army experiences um, that I had between like high school and then. Um, it just made it like the shit that I had to put up with, like sleeping outside in the rain in the army made it so much easier to deal with the elements in Fiji. So I just looked like a total badass. Um, okay, you much- had a clear upper hand. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty... Like, I'm pretty competitive, and I can flip a switch, right? But those people were such pussies that they cast me with that it made me look even <laughs> tougher, you know? I got to ask, I, um, did you enjoy being the bad guy? Like, was that your plan going in? Did you think maybe, you know, you team up, maybe you have, like, an alliance? Or did you go in saying fuck it, or did you meet him and decide he didn't like him, and you were just like, all right, I'm going to spite these assholes? Probably a little bit of both, man, so... Um, <laughs> I went in and I was like, I'm going there for me, not anyone else, which I think everyone should have that mindset going on a reality competition show that's for money. I don't understand people that don't because it's like, wouldn't you rather take that money home to your fucking family and yourself over someone you just met? Like they act like they're like brothers when they've hung out three days together. (laughs) But, um, and then I didn't like most of the cast said it first episode so i rewatched the first step ep- i haven't rewatched stranded at all like i've i've only rewatched the first episode to create a little highlight reel uh-huh. and there's this one line where um one of the girls came up to me on the beach with my friends and she's like you're rubbing everyone the wrong way and they chopped up the conversation out of order but on the episode my response was i wouldn't talk to any of these people in real life I do remember that, dude. I swear to God, I remember that. And I laughed. I, like, kind of, like, laughed a little. (laughs) And her face was like, what the fuck? She's like, this dude's insane. And uh, she was going to lose immediately. There were moments moments when I overdid the, like, cockiness and stuff. Because my whole goal of going on a show on MTV was to get on the challenge on MTV. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be the most like relevant character on Stranded. And I definitely was just for whatever reason, they didn't end up putting anyone from Stranded on the challenge, but that's out of my control, you know? Hey, you won, you won your competition. You did what you were supposed to do. I mean, you can only be who they put in front of you, you know? So I won the show exactly. I was on. I remember watching it with my wife. I mean, she was, she was my fiance at the time and obviously she didn't know you at all. And I remember watching the first episode, and I like told her I was like, 
I was like, he's gonna he's gonna win. He's gonna like be one of the final ones left. And she was like, Do you know? I was like, No, I don't know. But I, I like I could just tell immediately. I was like, Yeah, all these people suck. Like, I just just by that way they talked and like the shit that they would do. It's like, Yeah, these people are weak. And honestly, I was surprised that there was three people. I thought I thought it was either gonna be just you or like one other person. Maybe I was surprised that there was actually three at the end. Um, and the funny thing is, there is were that four, bro. Guy, there were there were way too many. There were four. Freaking! Out. I thought there was three. I thought it, it was, was you, Makani, and Alex, and then Gina, the freaking Asian girl. Oh, she made. That's right. That's right. That's if you right. haven't yeah, seen the was, show, I thought she would have quit like show one. <laughs> yeah. So, to people listening who haven't seen the show, these people were real pieces of shit. Like Alex and Gina intentionally <laughs> set on fire. Sixty-five thousand bucks, and then intentionally sabotaged another hundred thousand. There's nothing more disrespectful to me than being in a third-world country, on an island where they're in like third-world country conditions. You know, like living in villages and burning sixty-five thousand dollars on their land that we're borrowing for the TV show. Like, so, so you bring up a good point that I wanted to ask you. I remember one one of your posts on Instagram. You kind of talked about a lot of like the backup, like not not backup, but like people behind the scenes that, that were locals that kind of helped with the show. So, what are some things that like we don't we never would see or never would have experienced just watching it or even had any kind of clue that you could you know you'd be obviously comfortable sharing? Well, I'll share anything on the show, so <laughs> you can feel free to ask me anything. But um, it's interesting, man. I mean, a lot of this stuff's common sense. But you don't put it together till you're out there. And you're just like, oh, well, no shit. Like, it has to be this way. So, like, when you watch TV shows like um, The Survival, I think Bear Grylls, they say that he records it alone, right? Like, he records himself. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, they have a huge crew out there. There's no way he records yeah. it alone. They were trying to tell people that Stranded was recorded 100% by Robo cams and drones. And it's all B- that was BS for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What really could I give you? Um, one thing I was going to say, talking about the villagers, like those Fijian villagers, bro, if you could get them U.S. citizenship, they would be like like D1 running backs and linebackers, like just so good. Um, they're freaks, man. They're just freaks of nature. Like I saw, the, I saw a couple of them that were helping out the cameraman go up like, one time, me and McConney broke off on from the group on a journey, and we were going straight up this cliff. It was like yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a cliff, but we were going straight up, and it was fucking crazy. And this Fijian was doing it barefoot with like all this shit he was carrying. And I was like, "How on earth does this man run up this hill barefoot?" He was doing it effortlessly, though. I was like, "Jeez, bro, these yeah. guys are beasts. Just great genetics." You know, they do badass shit from the time they're kids. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, I remember it was like, it was like episode like three. I think it was Hoshel said that, uh, I think it was Garrett Hunt like ran into you and you had like mentioned like, yeah, I mean, you you, like kind of like hinted at him like, yeah, I I ended up winning and I was like, yeah, I called it. I already knew that you were going to end up being one of the final ones. That was Sean Steer at Walmart actually. I was yeah. Instagram living, so I was like Instagram live, and I was like, "Yo, what's up, dude?" I had to say hi. It was weird. I was like in traffic, but I stopped. I just said hi to him. That's the only time I've seen. I haven't seen Garrett Hunt. I haven't seen a lot of these boys since high school, but try to stay in touch on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, we, we can uh, we can dive more into all types of stuff like that, but I want to get into some of the topics of the week. All right, so the big topic, um, obviously, is the Super Bowl, right? So let's get into that. Let's talk a little bit of gambling. You guys are, are both degenerates, so you love to gamble. So No, no, I'm a professional, actually. Have you seen my professional. website? Have you seen my yeah. website? <laughs> yeah, have yeah. You, have you seen it, Hoshul? I have not. I didn't know you had a separate gambling website. <laughs> have you ever purchased picks from anybody, man? No, no. So I sell picks. I sell my write-ups. Um, nice. To people. So I assume there are people that don't watch sports as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not saying I'm the best, like my sales pitch, I guess, isn't that, Hey, I'm the best in the world. It's like, you know, I put a lot of time into this and if you have a full-time job and a family, but you still want to bet, but bet like in an educated way, then I can help you for an affordable price. Right. But it's pretty fun, dude. Like doing write-ups and sending them out to people and you can make big money selling picks. It's crazy. I mean, I haven't made massive money yet, but like some people I know that sell picks. So SP, well. SPENation.com if you want to buy, purchase picks from me. And if you <laughs> if you just tell me you listen to the show, I'll give you any of the picks for free. So nice. What a guy. See? See? What a plug. Hooking so, it up well round. Look at that. Listen, listen to it. Coming in hot. Great. Coming in big. Nice. Welcome back anytime, friend. Nice, nice. So all right, so our Super Bowl here. So the We'll get you. I'll let y'all get into the prop bets, but we'll start off on the big ones. Um, so we got the Chiefs laying one and a half. Um, I to me that really doesn't mean much. I mean, it'll mean much if it's a one point game or not. But at the end of the day, that's it's a pick 'em. Um, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I I I don't even remember what I said last week, but I'm picking the Chiefs on this. I don't see Patty Mahomes taking an L. I I, I think that Andy Reid is ready to. to to move up in the big time. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is ready for it now. So I I'm going stick I'm going with the Chiefs. I've gone back and forth with this. Hosh and I were talking about this before we went on air and it was like I, I don't even know where I was at last week, but right now, and it's what I'm sticking with, it's what I'm rolling with. Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs with the win. Um we got an over under of fifty five. I'm gonna hit the over on that. Hell yeah. Let's go. All right, Matt, this is going to be short and sweet for me because I'm on the same boat you are. I'm laying the points with the Chiefs. I'm taking the over. Um, Plain and simple, I think that even though with the stout defense, the Chiefs are still going to move the football. They're still going to score points. I don't think they're just going to absolutely rinse them. But I do think they're going to force Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the football. That six for eight for 77 yards is not going to fly in this football game. Um, So I think when they're going to put it in Jimmy's hands, who I do think is capable of completing passes, I just don't think he's capable of doing it at the rate that Pat Holmes does it. I do think that the Chiefs' defense is significantly improved. Um, You know, I think Tyron Matthews is going to have himself a game. I kind of like him for a pick. I haven't decided if I'm going to make that a prop bet of mine, but I kind of like him turning the ball over at some point. Um, Look, I just think the Chiefs got it. I'm kind of betting with my heart here. I like Patty Mahomes. I want to see Andy Reid get one. Um, you know, I, I like Shady McCoy, so uh, I'd like to see it happen for the Chiefs. Dunny, what are you thinking? Yeah, so I'm with you guys on the Chiefs. I actually, my clients cashed a Chiefs future to win the AFC that we put down week 16. Um, so it was like three to one odds or something. Yeah, got, well done. We got a lot of luck with that one, of course, because we didn't have to play the Ravens or the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And, and they got a first round bye because the Dolphins beat the Patriots, my childhood favorite team. Before, <laughs> before I bounced, man, I was, I was like, the players can leave. Fuck it, I'm gonna leave as a fan too. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta figure something out. Um, but I like the Chiefs to win, and then the value in the Super Bowl, you always got to take the under. But it's tricky because with the Chiefs, do you really want to bet under again? Like with the Chiefs, so I'm gonna stay away from the total. But if I did bet on it, I'd take the under. Um, probably like, probably like Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Um, cause you know, all the degenerates are going to bet over, but m- my personal strategy will be to, I think that the, the Niners will get off to an early lead. The chiefs start slow and then Andy Reid makes his adjustments. So I think that the Niners will go up and then that's when I'll bet the chiefs live. So hopefully I can get chiefs plus points and then. I'll, I'll put that. That'll be my bet that I'll probably put most of my money down on. So I'll put a little bit on Chiefs going in, and then I'm rooting for the Chiefs to to go down by two possessions, and then I'll really – that's when I'll hammer them. I like where your head's at. Thank you. Yeah. So there's – Hosh, you had mentioned a couple of prop bets. I don't know if, if Dunny, do you have – I do. Um, so I think I'll leave with my favorite one. Uh, and because I think even money is great value here. And like I said, I think that uh, I think Jimmy G is going to have to throw the football. And I think he's going to throw it to a pro. I think he's going to throw it to a guy who knows what he's doing, who's been in the big moment. I think he's going to throw it to Emmanuel Sanders. It's set at, over, at three and a half. So I'm going to hammer the over on receptions there. Um, I, I know Debo Samuels, you know, they're their new guy there. 
but it's the Super Bowl and you got to lean on who's been. You got to lean on, you know, you got to lean on the pros. So I'm hammering that. And I liked his over 44 and a half. I'm thinking about parlaying the receptions in the over. Um, but that's the one I like the most. Dunlap? You know, um, I don't have any props ready to go right now. I will before game time, I'm sure. But um, I've been so busy with my freaking all my jobs I'm working right now, sadly. Um, I like the pick. I wish you well. I might put a little bit on it just to get excited with you there. Um, Good man. One, one thing that also I, I also wanted to just mention that most of the listeners are probably going to listen to this after the Super Bowl, right? Most Fair point. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we're all right, boys. Y'all sounds a lot worse whenever you say oh, we're all like, oh yeah, Chiefs, 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 and then the, the Niners just, Bro, oh, they just fucking rinse them out of there. So uh, I, I do have a couple of others, uh chop. Yeah, I think we need to hit on. I think uh Pat Mahomes over two and a half patch passing touchdowns. The value is at minus one twenty five. Um so I mean I like that. I think that's gonna be a sure thing. I think they're gonna, you know, I think this game gets up into the High 20s, obviously, because we've got the over. But I think it's going to be three touchdown passes from uh, Patty Mahomes. I think that's a good look. I think that's a good look. I think over 24 and a half completions is. Uh, I might make that my lock of the day. Uh, I think he's going to throw the ball no less than 35 times, and I don't see him having just you know uh, an off day. I think they're going to play their game. Um, and you know, the the thing about the Niners' defense is their DBs are great because their defensive line and their pass rush is so good. So what's going to happen here is Patty Mahomes stretches the field all 53 and a half yards. You can get back there, but you're not taking them down the way that you're going to take down, you know, these these other quarterbacks who aren't as mobile. Even Aaron, even even like those the likes of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think he's going to stretch the field. I think to, to you know man up Tyree Tyreek Hill for more than two and a half seconds is almost an impossible ask. So I think the fact that he's keeping the play alive is really going to hurt the uh, the Niners DBs, and I think he's going to kind of torch them through the air. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I would take that that over on the uh, on the Mahomes receptions, but no, Mah- Mahomes touched. Oh, or completions. I'm sorry, completions. I'm sorry. No, no, that was that was his pass attempts. That wasn't completions. No, no, I've got I've got completions at 24 and a half. His completions. Oh, 24. Right. And a, okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good, you're good. Then and then yeah. a fun one I've got is a Chiefs punt as a touchback. And then a Blake Bell touchdown. The Blake Bell touchdowns get at a plus a thousand, so it's just crazy odds there. Um, there those are a couple of fuck arounds if you if you're looking for that. <laughs> it's yeah. an interesting game, man, because the um, the Chiefs shut down Derrick Henry pretty well, and and what we've seen is the Niners just pound the run game. Mm-hmm. So if the Chiefs can force Garoppolo to pass because they shut down the run game then a lot of these overs probably will hit. Um, I, I believe they will because I think Garoppolo is really good. I think he's better than you guys um, do and, like, the general public thinks he is. It's mm-hmm. just that he's been in a situation where he they haven't had to use him. Like, it's crazy when you watch some of these playoff games, that the, the two that they played. Like, it's like the coach just said, fuck it, we're just going to run every play and we're getting five yards and we're not even going to fuck. Like similar to the Titans, it's it's just crazy. But if they're forced to pass, I do I actually believe in Garoppolo to get it done, which which leads to a lot of over bets cashing. I like that. And yeah, uh, see, another point see, my that thing I left is, out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. Go go ahead, Hosh. Um, just last bit. The only the only teams that the Niners saw with quarterbacks that really stretched the field are Russ and uh, the Niners over there with Kyler Murray, who both gave them fits. So. I think the style of offense is similar, and at least between the Cardinals and the Chiefs. And I think that the Cardinals are the poorest man's Chiefs. Um, but I, I think that's going to be a problem. I think the only sample size we have is saying Russ and Kyler Murray give the Niners a hard time. Don't disrespect the Cardinals like that, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you added poorest like to to cover a <laughs> little bit. That's just poor man's poorest man. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. That's what you're saying. I mean, that's, that's actually a good way to describe it. Like extreme, yeah, I mean, like the homeless version of Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> See, my thing with with Jimmy G is like, I mean, he he balled out against the Saints, and that was that was in New Orleans too. And so, like, I think that he has shown the ability. I just, it's not that I don't believe in him. I just don't trust. I, I just don't 
trust him more in a in a big moment that this is going to be than I would Pat Mahomes, just because Pat Mahomes has showed that you know he he can go shot for shot with anybody. With Tom Brady, yeah, and so I, I just I just believe in Mahomes more than than Jimmy G. I, I I'm not one of those that's gonna that's saying that Jimmy G's isn't for real and yada 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 and saying that he sucks and wait didn't he didn't he say that a couple podcasts ago? No, that was that was harsh. Don't okay, get it. I'm not. A, right, I, right. I'm gonna okay. die on this hill. I okay. chose to. I chose to be <laughs> here. I'm gonna die on this hill. I don't think a guy who throws the ball eight times in a conference championship is uh, is a guy that you you really trust when it matters. I mean, maybe here's a possibility, and here's what's likely. Maybe Shanahan is just a fucking genius, and every team he plays, he's like, okay, here's how we beat him. We need to throw it. We can throw it. We need to run it. We can run it. Maybe they're just that complete of a football team where it's like, okay, here's the formula. Go ahead and execute it. Let's go. Let's go get the championship. So maybe I'm just dead wrong. I just don't believe in a guy when your when your team needs a win. Granted, the running game was getting them for six and a half yards in attempts. So who might have questioned it? I just I think eight attempts is laughable, regardless of how well the run game is working. Well, I th- I think one thing's for sure: we're gonna find out if he's legit or not in the Super Bowl <laughs> because, and not, it's like I work for the network that it's on or something right now. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's gonna watch it anyways. But um, the Chiefs are going to fucking score, bro. They're going to score, and it's going to force the Niners to throw, I think. Um, hopefully. That's the game I'm looking forward to. So if I would hate to see a little scoring game. Man. Yeah. I, don't I think I think this will be a really good game. I, I, I mean, it's definitely going to be better than last year. I don't, think I, I don't think I'm going out of a limb saying that. I think it's going to be a much better game than last year's game. Um, and you, you brought up uh, Tom Brady earlier. So – Brady posted that that photo. Everyone's calling it cryptic, and you know about him whenever he's uh, either going into or leaving this uh, Gillette Stadium or whatever it is. You know, and it's black and white, and everyone's trying to figure out what it is. First of all, if you think that he's walking away from from the camera, then you're an idiot. If you're looking at it, it's clear that he's walking towards the. What did I say? Whatever. He's walking towards the field, if, if that makes sense. So, but I don't know. What are y'all thinking? What, what's what's y'all's view on this whole Brady situation? Um, I think it's a whole bunch of fucking nothing. I think it's just, it's just there to drum up, you know, more talk the way it's doing and succeeding. I think it's nothing. Dude, that photo's crazy. I just pulled it up. I love, man, I really love how Tom Brady has handled his social media. Like, he got professionals to help him out. He... He's just great at everything he does, man. Shit, his Instagram's awesome. Like when he when he'd win a playoff game last year, his posts with Gronk. I mean, and I mean, I grew up hating him, so he's really earned my respect from coming from a former hater. Um, I think I could see both. Man, I'm going back and forth on him. I feel like there's a real chance he'll bounce and try to win a Super Bowl with someone else, just to show like that because. You know Brady and Belichick. Who who do you give credit to, right? So I think yeah. I think I think Brady might want to prove that. Um, I think he'd go. I think LA. he's out. I think he'd go to LA if he did that. I'd love to see him on the Rams, but they got to get rid of Jared Goff's contract, which they could. I was I listened. Uh, Pat McAfee's the one that is really um, he really covers Brady the Brady thing Brady free agency the best of anyone. He's saying they could trade Goff to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so, who knows? I just, it's it's, it's going to be hard to get rid of golf. He's such a scrub. I heard Nobody that, wants uh, that Brady, So I heard I've I've heard and confirmed that Brady was looking at schools in Tennessee and also that he bought a house in Vegas. So, you got the Raiders and the Titans. And both of those they might be fits. I don't know. Oh I, I think he's gone. I, I, I think the speculation of where he's going to go, that's a whole other animal. But I just think that he's gone. I don't, I, I don't think that Belichick wants him back. And I think that that post and everything that's happened, I think it's just shown just how like terrible their relationship is at this point. And it's like Tom just wants way more money than they're willing to give him. And I think it's over. I think the dynasty in New England is over and Tom Brady's out. Um, can I? I'm pretty sure I said that our first episode that their 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 reign was over, but 
You did, yeah, you did. You were the first one to come out, and I, I was timid, and I didn't jump on that, and I regret it. But you were right, and I gave credit where credit was due. I told you, you. I told you, you called it. I appreciate it. All right, so let's move on to the other big news this week. It wasn't football. Um, it was Uh-oh. the passing of Kobe Bryant. And th- th- yeah, we're, we're missing well, out right now, boys. Are any of you watching the game right now? No, I am not. Is it the, they're they're the doing game? they're doing the Kobe ceremony in LA right now. Oh really? Uh, yeah. They're so the, they didn't play against the Clippers. They postponed that one, and then oh, the, the first game is like supposed to it was supposed to start twenty minutes ago. So we could rewatch it on YouTube though. It's all it's all about yeah. that. It's all about that podcast life. But uh, so, yeah. speaking of so, the Kobe Bryant thing, so uh, that was Sunday, obviously. Um, how did y'all hear? Like, what was, uh, what was the first thing that came through? Oh, my God. You told me. You're the one that texted me and, and texted our group and said, uh, Kobe Bryant. You said, like, either Kobe Bryant's dead, oh, helicopter shit. or something. Okay. Because, okay, yeah, I got this. I got a message, too, where it was like, did Kobe really just die? So then, of course, you jump on fucking internet, anything you can find. I found the article right away. But, dude, at that point, it had literally, the TMZ dropped the article, like, literally two minutes at that point. Two minutes. I don't know how Cessna saw it so fast. He was actually the one who messaged me. But uh, I jumped on there. And, dude, that is fucking bananas. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, remember remember my response? I was the first one to respond, and I said, you're fucking joking. Like, I was like, yeah. I thought it was like, I was like, all right, like, that's not, <laughs> that's not even a joke. Like, that's not funny, man. Like, no. <laughs> and you were like, no, I'm serious. And so and I did the same thing. I went and I found the TMZ article in, like, five seconds. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Right, Man. that was it was a tough scene. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, I I grew up. I I, I tell people like that up here that don't really know because they didn't grow up Spurs fans. But it's like I grew up loving to hate Kobe. Like mm-hmm. I always I always respected Kobe. I mean, you had to. But he, he, Spurs and the Lakers back in the two thousands. I mean that that was a big rivalry, and it was like you couldn't you couldn't love him and and be a Spurs fan. You had to you had to hate him, but you just you know, you had to love to hate him. Respect yeah. what he brought. Dude, my grandma, don't get me wrong. She's fucking, she's cuckoo, man. She's fucking batshit crazy. But she would get her seat and she would sit, I shit you not, directly in front of the TV and draw X's with her finger on Kobe Bryant and Shaq. She's, you know, super Mexican, so I think she might have been, you know, trying to hex them. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> but, bro, she would just draw X's, like, cussing at him every time they'd shoot, man, just, like, yelling at him. She was my mom down. always called Shaq a tub of lard every time he got he got the ball. He's like a stupid tub of lard. And I was like, finally, I was like, what What are you calling him? She's like tub of lard, and I was like, what the hell is lard? <laughs> I hope you were young at that point. Yeah, I was. <laughs> was um, so, so I want to hear a very specific one. Did you see the talk about changing of the logo? Oh yeah. I, oh, the NBA logo. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, if they want to do it, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty crazy. And I think if they want to do it and they all agree to it, then fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to make a big deal about it, but I think that that's like just a little, I think that's kind of a a reaction. It's just, I agree. And I I think every room where decisions like that are being made needs to have the voice that I'm about to, uh, you know, I think they just need a me. Let's put it simple. You can't do that for obvious reasons. Like. I know it's sad, and this is fucking terrible. I mean, like, his troubles are over. His family's going to suffer for a long time, so I don't mean to be insensitive, but there are very obvious reasons why that cannot happen. Is the, All right, what are the obvious reasons? Is, the rape allegation. I'll say it. It's the, the okay. R word. Rape. You can't, you can't have that. You can't be like, here's our logo, but just ignore that little story there. It's the same, the same reason Ben Roethlisberger ain't getting put out in fucking charity events, okay? All right, all right. Is, is, the, is the logo of anybody now, or is it just a random? Jerry person? West. Yeah, it's been it's been West. That's that's his nickname is the logo, which might be the coolest coolest nickname in sports. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is crazy. I didn't even know that. I just thought it was some some random made up white dude, but it's a real <laughs> white. Dude. Yeah, it's an actual white dude, not not just like a random caricature. <laughs> All right, so while we're here, um, there's no way I'm just going to gloss over this one. Cody Thrive went ahead and made himself some easy bucks um, off of the, off of the, 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 the Kobe passing. Is there any 
any ounce of maybe I shouldn't have, or is it like, fuck it, man, this is a business, and I did what I had to do? No, so I don't know how, like, what y'all's business IQ is and how much you know about supply and demand, but there's customers on the other end of my sales. So just to, to lay it out for everyone listening, I have been reselling shit on eBay for, like, seven years now, and I got real serious into it a couple of years ago, and I've specialized in shoes, so I resell shoes online um yeah kind of weird but that's what i do and i've sold kobe's for a while uh-huh. now and the, the, since he passed away and since he's in the, since he's a legend and since he's such a big deal and he impacted so many people the demand went up now while the while the demand went up nike said we're not going to sell any more kobe's right now until we figure out what to do so they took all their they took their site down for kobe like you search kobe it goes to this memorial page and now you take demand or you take supply away well then the price is going to skyrocket which the way i viewed it is it sucks that the price has to skyrocket like i wish nike would like overstock some kobe's and then just donate all the money to kobe's um, non-profit or something along those lines that way his fans can get them for an affordable price and you know they, they're not making money off of his death so the way I looked at it, and I mean, I interacted with a lot of his fans too that purchased the shoes on eBay messages. And I mean, they were really thankful that I did what I did because I live near um, outlet, Nike outlet. So I'm able to go get the shoes, but some of these people were in other countries. Some of them were in random locations in the U.S. where they just don't have a Nike store near them. So like, they're like Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, shitty states like Vermont. And they need, me to, <laughs> yeah. they, they need me to put the, the footwork in, you know, drive to the store and do the hustling. So, but uh, not everybody saw it that way. Did you see the, uh, the complex? Yeah, you, you got, you caught a lot of, you caught a lot of hate and I'll, I'll just come <laughs> out and say it. It, it didn't bother me one bit, whether I know you or I don't, I think it's like, I mean, Guy's got to feed his family, man. I mean, <laughs> you can't knock that. And like you said, it's simple supply and demand. But you know, maybe that's just me because I live in that sales world every day, and I've kind of grown to be a little bit more heartless because of it. But at the same time, like you said, it's simple supply and demand. It's what makes the world go round. Here's how. I, here's here's what I think happened. I think what they did was they saw like the video and what and you know how he'd executed this. And seeing as though someone had already done it and the moment had already passed, it's easy to be like, what a fucking scumbag. Because, well, now you're never going to be put in a situation where you have the opportunity to do that. So you can't tell me for shit that if I came to you and was like, here's an idea, that you're not going to jump on it. I think the only thing that bothered me is that I didn't think of it first. I was like, damn it. You know, you may look at that morally or ethically fucked up, but if, you're, if your goal here is to make money, I mean, let's call it what it is. That was, that was a profitable day. So, so when you have a business, you get paid to provide a service and take care of your customers. So if you have a restaurant, you solve a problem, you take care of their hunger, right? So they'll pay you eight bucks for a burger that costs you $4 to make. So for me, my service is I'm getting them shoes that they cannot get access to because they, they literally can't get access to. So I'm helping them when they need the shoes. I mean, that's the way I view it. So I view it like, taking care of a customer just like any other business pretty much and oh also to me it would be more disrespectful if i sold his shoes for under retail like get like if i'm selling kobe's for 60 dollars, super cheap like what does that say about someone if they pass away and their shoes don't go up in price i think it's a testament to what a legend he was and is and always will be that the price skyrocketed because there's a lot of athletes that die and nothing, the price does isn't affected of their autograph and other things. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with you at all. I think the simple yeah. fact is if you didn't have a personal connection or relationship with Kobe, you're not allowed to be upset about shit. If you're a fan, sit there and shut up. If you have a personal connection with him, okay, then you can be upset. I'm not really going to tell you how to feel and mourn. Do whatever you got to do. But as a fan, get off your fucking keyboard. Some of those people, man, they're not as well educated, though. The uh, sneaker community doesn't have the highest business IQ most of the time. 
All right, I'm going to put the brakes on that because I see that going in a dangerous direction. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they already they already hate me. There's nothing I can say. They they already slid into my DMs and I made fun of them. But continue, continue. Well, let's let's you, it. Let's oh, before I forget, the, before uh, I forget, you you brought up Vermont. You brought up Vermont, so I, I had to to bring this up, and it's it's a oh funny little gosh. like small world thing. So the guy Alex that you had your own personal feud with on, yeah. uh, I, I hated him too. I couldn't stand him. Oh and he's from TCU. Too. He, fuck that guy. He went to TCU. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, I knew you all. So, like that. so. He was a reporter in Burlington, Vermont, which I is where I live. And he was—he's—he—I don't know if he is any, anymore. I, I don't think he is because that, that business, like people move a lot. But he was actually a reporter at a news station here in Burlington, Vermont. And my wife is actually about to start in a sales job at that same exact news station. Wow. So small world. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I didn't want to forget about that. Bird saw sent me a picture hanging out with Alex and I disowned him. I was like, all right, fuck you, dude. Don't ever. Don't ever. <laughs> I didn't know he went to TCU. Um, he's in Tennessee now, so last I heard. But you know what's crazy? His mom commented a hate comment on my, my Instagram <laughs> a couple, like a couple weeks ago. I was like, who the fuck is this lady? Why did she comment? Because it like, I'm taking heat now for the Kobe stuff. I get a hate comment. It's like, oh, they probably saw the Kobe, so it makes sense. But it was during like a dead time when I wasn't really making headlines. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, why did this old bitch say that? And I look at her page and, and I kind of piece it together. I'm like, it was a private. No, it wasn't a private account. I looked at who followed her in the picture. I was like, holy shit, dude, that's Alex's mom. Like, <laughs> and, and it makes no sense because it's like I'm not the one that burned the money. I literally. I'm the reason he made one hundred twenty-four thousand instead of fucking thirty thousand. You know, so what could they have against me, man? Fuck. No, he's a piece. I, of don't laugh. Go ahead, Hush. Differently I'll, on the show, I did shit What's in your water. I did shit in his the guy's water source. That's yeah. No, that's an epic move. Hey, if you could do one thing differently, change one thing, like one decision you made, like yeah. you fucked up, and you think back, like damn, I oh, dropped the ball God. here. What would you do? That's a good question. Um, so I'll say one real quick and then get to the, the main thing. And the main thing's good because it actually answers what Chapa asked earlier about behind the scenes stuff. So first, um, Chris asked me, like, who do you think is going to win the election? And I was like, oh, Trump will win for sure. Um, it was Hillary and Trump at that time when we left. And mm-hmm. all those motherfucking California producers, the liberals, and that, that really got to him. And I thought, dude, it was behind the scenes. Like, me and Chris were like, it was like not anything interesting i just said that like you know i just answered his question i thought trump was gonna win i was confident i was like he's gonna win for sure and that you know that little thing maybe consciously or subconsciously made the producers like alex more because he's a big um he's a liberal pundit and he loves you know hillary and bernie sanders and all that shit so he connected to producers on that level um and then i think what i could have done is I could have in interviews you can actually influence the in, the influence the producers certain ways. So what I could have done is started talking in interviews about how you know like kind of assuming Alex and Gina were going to quit and be like, yeah, I really need to get Alex and Gina out of here. That way I can focus on taking Makani out, and you know I'm going to do I'm going to make sure that she doesn't get to the end too at the end. And then, mm-hmm. and then it would have got producers excited, like, oh, shit, I want to see Cody and McConnie and Cody turn on her. That'll be good TV. But in, right. instead, I just kept it real, and I was like, I'm not going to turn on McConnie. So they had to keep Alex and Gina there because there would be nothing crazy happening. Um, and that's my big – that's the big thing because Alex and Gina tried to quit every single day out there, but they'd have a – Shut pro- the fuck up. Yeah, they'd have a producer go down and have a one-hour heart-to-heart one-on-one with them and talk them out of quitting and tell them, like, hey, we don't have a plane ticket for you to go home till the end anyways, and you'd just be bored in a hotel room. It wouldn't be that different than this. This would be more fun, and we'll get you uh, we'll get you a temptation tomorrow so you can buy some food. 
So when they burned the money, they were going to burn all the money and then shoot their flares and bounce. But producers went and talked to them and told them, hey, we'll get you a temptation tomorrow. And they got a temptation the next day. I mean, imagine if you're in my shoes, like it's, it, it really pissed me off, but it's life experience, you know, like not many people have like honestly gotten fucked over out of probably over a hundred or $150,000. So I won 124,000 at the same time I got fucked out of. Should have been twice as much. It should have been twice as much. Yeah. So. It was a weird feeling at the airport, like when I called my dad and stuff. Like, it was weird, man. Like, you went one hundred twenty-four thousand, but you're like kind of pissed off and just upset about it. Yeah. Damn. I mean, you're Fuck very, you're very it's so disrespectful. I mean, that's disrespect. Burning cash. I feel like, oh, it just makes me sick. No, they were idiots. I, I honestly like, dude, I. I hated them, like, and, and I remember, like, looking, I, I, like, went online and, like, tried to, like, find, like, people talking about it, because I'm, like, am I just, like, hating these other people because I'm, like, friends with Dunlap and I'm just, like, one-sided? Oh, and my God. I couldn't find anyone that didn't hate them. That was the thing. I was, like, everyone hates these people. Okay, I don't feel bad. <laughs> Dunlap, Dunlap, I got a question for you. You got you to gotta be straight with me, too. I guess you could lie or just... Did you ever have to have a hard time with a producer? Was there ever a minute where you were just like, fuck it, I'm broken? Oh, shit, dude, that's funny. A little bit. Um, a little bit, actually, bro. So Respect. It, Respect. It for the, for the, I like it for the candor. No, I didn't break down too much. Yeah, yeah. This is interesting, dude. Yeah, so <laughs> luckily they didn't air it because I was probably being a little bit soft. <laughs> I mean – my version of soft, which wasn't as bad. I mean, shit, like Alex was crying so hard, and so was Alonzo. Fucking pussies, dude. And they'd act, <laughs> he'd, act, he'd act tough one moment, and then he'd go cry the other. I was like, man, I would beat the shit out of you right now if, if you know, we weren't on a TV show. That was allowed, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was after the second, in the second episode, um, the first the first opportunity to purchase it, I was able to manipulate the group into not purchasing a thing, which was just brilliant. Like the amount of work I put into that, me coaching Chris up on how to influence people, and then I influenced a couple people. They didn't spend one dollar. I was so happy. Second purchasing opportunity, the producers basically broke it down to me like, "Hey guys, if y'all keep listening to Cody, y'all are all gonna quit." first week so y'all need to think about purchasing food so you can stay longer and then it didn't matter all the work i put in was done because the producers like spelled it out for them and after they purchased all that money and the people that i kind of had made friends with um the black chick and eh, that was really it um they quit so all I had was one friend, Chris, and he was about he was trying to quit episode two as well. And they spent man, I really need some water, but I don't have access to it. Um, they spent a bunch of money, I think a hundred twenty thousand or something crazy like that. Hundred twenty thousand spent on day four. I was, I was just like, holy shit, they all hate me. And before I left, my mom told me like, just try to get along with people, you know. You don't want, you don't want everyone <laughs> to, know. she's like, you don't want everyone to hate you because throughout my life, I am in situations where I have a lot of haters, right? Um, <laughs> for like, since I can remember <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, and I was like, Fuck, dude, I did exactly what she told me not to do. <laughs> she knew, she knew. And I was pissed off about the money being burnt. So I was just down in the dumps, man. But it wasn't too intense. Like it wasn't like I was fucking crying. They get those producers are pieces of shit, man. <laughs> I would imagine there's like, hey man, if you stop being a pussy, I'll get you a cheeseburger. Just sit the fuck down, guys, <laughs> guys. Being a producer would be the funnest thing, like just to make fun of the cast and just like uh, talk down to these people, but then like also need them. <laughs> so, so you talk down about them behind their back to right, right to, to your face. They're like everyone thinks they're best friends with all the producers, like. 
Alex and Gina and all them, like all my enemies are like, oh, I love him. Like they think that they're best friends. And I'm like, dude, the producers are acting like all of our best friends. They're not going to talk to any of us after this, you fucking idiots. And, yeah. and the producers could just manipulate anyone on that show. I was the only one that was like, made thoughts for myself. So was, and that shocked me too. But the psychology behind it is when you go on the show, you fly out to LA for like a week and then you fly out to Fiji for a couple of days and then it starts. The whole process you sacrifice the ability to make any choice for yourself. It's like you're kidnapped and being held in a hotel room and then they drive you out for an hour to eat lunch and back or they pick up your dinner and bring it to you and they give you like four options to eat. And then when you're on set, they make every decision for you on like where you can go. You can't talk to anyone before the show starts or anything. So like, it's like these people get dependent on them making the decisions for them and they kind of lose that sense of being independent and it's a weird hmm. it's a mind fuck for a lot of people That's um amazing. going to like going to like basic training and ranger school for a little bit in the army was good because i had been sequestered before whereas for them it was their first time unless they got like given up the, their autonomy yeah yeah damn that's wild dude I didn't know all that went on. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So they're vulnerable. I mean, but, these people on shows are vulnerable because they've never had no cell phone and like lived in a house and, not, and, you know, only eat the food that the producers bring them. It's like, it's like being kidnapped, but not, you know, yeah. nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing crazy. What is that happened. called Stockholm syndrome? That's what it is, bro. Yeah. To an extent, you know, that's. Wow. Well, we, we we might have to have you on again, Dunlap, to get some more uh some more stories out of you. Uh, but um it's already over. We didn't even talk about the new career that I'm starting. We could talk well, get, give give it to us. Give it to us. Yeah, hit, give Boys. us where you're at. Tell us what you're doing. Today today was a monumental day for me. So right now I'm still active duty military. I'm gonna go back to one week in a month soon. I might balance, I haven't decided yet. But um starting a new career in door to door. Uh, door-to-door sales and i'm gonna be vlogging it on the youtube channel for sure but got my first sale today so it was, it was huge man it, was, it felt good pop the cherry now you know that first one's the hardest one now it's just like let the momentum flow so i never would have thought door-to-door but i'm like more excited about it than i have been about a lot of things that's great, dude. Yeah, that's good so to hear, we, man. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Your your personality that, definitely fits the cold calling. <laughs> that, that first sale, that first sale today. That's what I'm talking about. You got to celebrate. Let's Get go. a little fucked up. Get a little fucked up. <laughs> Actually, I'm recording a podcast with uh, some friends. Oh, wow. you know what? You made and, a better choice. And I'm on an air, and I'm on an air mattress. <laughs> In a closet of an Airbnb because all my all the door to door crew we all we get an Airbnb in Houston. Well, right now we're in Houston and everyone's like on air mattresses and stuff in it, so it's pretty funny. It's like a travel That's a grind. It's like a travel baseball team or something, um, which is which is what I love about it. So they do it for a week and then you take the rest of the month off. So that part of it's kind of cool. Oh, it's legit. What, and I, and what, I mean, uh, what's your day look like, Dunny? Are you, are you on foot? Are you? How's it work? You pick a block, you're rolling in wheels. So I'm, you know, my first day was today. So I'm still haven't gotten all the gear that I want. But I'm going to get uh, a Segway like hoverboard to roll around in. Cut, like cut, cut down on time between the doors that you knock. Just yeah. get everywhere faster. So you'll be able to knock more doors and give yourself more opportunities. Um, and yeah, you just, you get dropped off and, during the day when everyone's at work, you hit the houses with two cars that are both decision makers are home. And then when all the people get home at six, it gets a little crazy. I like it. I like it. <laughs> that's a grind, man. Dude, that, that's a hustle. But that, you sound like you're about, you sound like you're about to hustle. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, um, it's, it's great for people that want to compete because they keep track of the numbers and, you know, 
it's cool because like in the army I was recruiting. That's I'm really good at recruiting, but I get paid the same amount no matter how many people I recruit. Whereas here it's like you want to get paid more, you work harder, and there's there's so much room to make shitload of money. Like the path to making two hundred fifty thousand a year within a few years is there. So that just gets me pumped. I feel like you have to. Life's too short to go through poor. Go through it poor. You know what I mean. Amen. Hoshul knows, <laughs> knows what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> actually, Hoshul. Actually, he like doesn't. That, he doesn't I was know. Say, actually, Hoshul doesn't know what you're talking. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know from experience, but he, he doesn't want to find be putting, out. Putting words in my mouth like that, Dunlap. The people are gonna turn on me, man. He knows. He knows. He knows not from experience, but just from common sense. There you go. I'll take All that. Right. All right. Well, but yeah, thanks for we, having me. I love the show, and if I ever get to come back, if you ever invite me, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure I put an hour aside or however long because I love the show, and I had so much fun tonight. Yeah, no, no thank We were happy to have we you, appreciate man. appreciate you giving us your time. We love the energy. We can't wait to have you back. You were, you were what do you think? Probably our best guest yet. Certainly the most clout. Oh, 100%. 100%. Best guest by but, far. But no, <laughs> but come on, let's not let's not disrespect the other guests. Come on, yeah. We Jojo don't, we was wanna, the worst. We don't want to scare off our Jojo was the worst guest. <laughs> we had him all on the phone, man. We forgot to yeah, tell him to Jojo bring a laptop. Screwed that That's on us. <laughs> no, we didn't He's tell him. Idiot. I'm not gonna let you off the hook on that one. One of us should have told him. That was hilarious. That episode was such a botch. All right, thanks for listening, Chili's. If you're out there, we're still looking for sponsorship. We love you forever and always. Yep, yep. Thank you, Chilies. Thank you, CTG99. Thank you, Cody Thrive. Thank you for listening to Well Rounded. Take it easy, boys.